When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. This is Zach. I'm here with Laura. Today, we're talking, uh, we're taking a listener question, but it's one that I'm really keen on because it's this idea of how do you um, help your partner understand how to best meet your need, um, whether it's a positive need or a negative need. And um, there are lots of ideas and needless to say, it's complicated. But as always, it's a cool conversation. Stick around. Hey. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> Hi. Good afternoon. This is the second time that I've chatted with you today. I know. And this is the first time I think we've talked after my ninja class. And I'm so, kind of... Are you on a high? Well, I'm I'm sore because that, that, that woman beat me up again. I told you about her. She's got to be like 115 pounds. She kills no. me. Every, she like totally beats the crap out of me every time. Are you yeah. talking like she beats the crap out of you? Like she's physical with you? She hands on you or what? No, I mean, the, the class is like a lot of like boxing and Muay Thai, like kickboxing and stuff. Yeah. And so, I mean, when you're getting hit, you've, you're, you've got pads. I mean, I'm, I'm holding mm-hmm. pads up or, but she just hits so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's wonderful because I'm like, I love, I love that because it, it kind of levels the playing field for everybody. But, but right now I'm kind of sore. That's amazing. I, in, in the F45 classes that I was taking in Salt Lake, they would have every once in a while these days where you would pair up and you would hold a big pad while your partner was punching it. Mm -hmm. And I got, I got paired up with, um, a guy friend of mine and he's maybe 20 or 30 pounds heavier than I am, maybe an, uh, three inches taller, but I could not stand my ground. And I am not, I'm a sturdy girl. That -hmm. is what my husband calls me a sturdy, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard work. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I've got a little bit of a, like that sort of post exercise glow going on. You know what I did? No, I, I went out and I did like a ladies who lunch. I went out for lunch with my new mom friends here in Bend, Oregon. And it was so refreshing because the sun is out at 63 degrees. I'm a little, like I sweat under my armpits and my cheeks are a little rosy and I'm just so thankful because it is February. Ah, feels so good. Yeah. No, it's, it's sunny here too. Yeah. So what's going on um, in your world? I wanted to ask you a question. What happened to me today? Oh yeah. Um, Hey. Hey. I had a dream last night. What do you think about dreams? Uh, what do you mean? What do I think about dreams? Like, do they matter? Do they mean anything? I'm, I'm actually a huge dork about dreams. Um, when I was growing up, it was sort of believed that the women in my family have these really detailed dreams. So my grandmother used to wake up in the middle of the night and she would sketch on a little pad next to her bed. And they were these like biblical visions that she would get. And then she would paint it the next morning. And so I'd always heard about my grandmother doing this. And my mom would have these amazing dreams where she would take like these night flights, what she would call them, and she would go and travel. And so, yeah, I'm a huge believer in dreams. I think that they unlock a lot of unknowns, that we should pay a lot of attention to our dreams and try to think about how they are applying to our lives. So what did you dream about? So I think it's probably not as exciting or as enlivening about, um, 
the Azure Azure mom because mine was more like in the creepy category. I was I dreamed uh-huh. that all my teeth fell out. Um, like that's it, a super common dream. Like How did two, they fall out? Mm, like two or three at a time, and it was weird because I was on vacation or in a hotel or something, and uh-huh. there was like all these people, like guests and. Some of them I knew and some of them I didn't. And there was like, uh, the concierge was like, Hey, do you need me to help you clean up your teeth? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I was trying to hide it and it was crazy. It was, I don't know. I'm, I woke up kind of troubled, but, but, but also the me that woke up had all his teeth. Hmm. Were you, you trying think? to find, were you trying to find your teeth? No, they fell out and I had them. They were like in my pocket or something. And okay. Then, so it's not like they were like they were, lost. Then they were in my mouth. Yeah. So you said that's a common dream? It's super common and it's fun. It's funny because there's a few common dreams. I'm going to Google that it right now. I just Googled it. You don't even have to Google it because I was, I was half listening like I do with everything <laughs> and half Googling. But um, here's the most common dreams. One is that you are late to something. Yeah. Um, oh, I have so yeah, I have this one all the time. And usually it's uh, the first day of college and I'm trying to find my class and I can't find it and I'm late and I'm super frustrated. Have you ever had this dream? This is the dream where you're trying to like punch and everything's kind of in slow-mo. Like you don't have strength or it feels like you're like punching through mud. Have you ever had that dream before? No, no. Okay. Just me and my aggro dreams. Um, you're trying to slam somebody's head up against a wall and you can't, no, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> there's the by a 120 pound girl who's could kill you. Yeah. Oh wait, that's baby. reality. Huh, yeah. Strange. <laughs> um, the other one is the, the, like finding out like you're, you're naked on stage or you're like talking oh, yeah. or you're, you're like, there's no clothes. And then the teeth falling out one. It, I mean, it's so common that I had a boyfriend in college that used to have that dream. I guess I would call him my boyfriend. I, he was more of like a, a guy that I spent time with, but he was a friend and a boy. Um, but in, here's the thing. His was kind of based out of truth in that he had some fake teeth and he was really worried about breaking them. But um, so here's what Google says. It says dreams about losing your teeth are super common and their meanings are similar to the teeth falling out of dreams. Um, so if you have lost a tooth in your dream and you're trying to find it, this dream has a negative meaning. Actually, the dream of a lost tooth means that you've lost something or someone that you love very much. Uh, hmm. That's interesting. I just think it's anxiety to be. Uh, oh, here's another one. A dream about teeth falling out can represent feeling insecure about some part of your yourself or your life. Oh, I definitely have that going on. You may have concerns about self-image or how you're being perceived or treated by others. Yeah, totally. I just talked to my therapist about that on Tuesday. Interesting. Okay. Well, (laughs) I'm so glad I could be here for you, Zach. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you, do you talk to your therapist about me anymore? Um, no. Wonderful. I did not want to be the reason why your teeth were falling out in your dreams. No, no, no. Good. Hey guys, I wanted to invite you to my next couples workshop. It's happening on March 20th and 21st in Salt Lake City, Utah. If you've ever been interested in just doing a deep dive, maybe just kind of like getting the momentum kickstarted in your relationship, a couples workshop is a great way to do it. Um, The registration is only $397, an amazing deal for the two of you to come to Salt Lake City, Utah. I will be co-teaching that with Nate Bagley and we would love to see you there. If you go to marriagetherapyradio.com, you can register by clicking on the little tab that says products and down below it says couples workshop. Would love to have you join me in Salt Lake.
Lake City, Utah on March 20th and 21st. Can I tell you what I wanted to talk about today? I guess. Isn't that what we do? Um, that is what we do. Um, sure. Yeah. Tell me what you want to talk about. Okay. So um, I had a listener that wrote in and the listener is game. They are bought in on the idea that conflict is good. They're bought in on the idea that if they want anything in their relationship, good or bad, that they have to communicate that to their partner. So it's it's basically expressing your wants, your needs, your desires, your wishes, um, anything from how you want to be touched in the bedroom to how you would prefer the house to be picked up before you go to bed. I mean, whatever it is, just addressing things with your partner. And so they, they're like, I get that, Zach and Laura, that all makes sense to me. And I've been trying to be more vocal about my needs because up until this point, this, this listener has been conflict avoidant. So they'll see something, but they don't want to bring it up because they're worried. Um, so they've been addressing it. And now the response that they're getting from their male partner is, um, I can never do anything right. They uh, feel like their partner's picking on them. And they just, uh, they just, they kind of like beat themselves up about it. And so the female's like, I don't know what to do. I'm trying so hard to address these things that are meaningful to me and that I want to change in the relationship to make it better. But when I do, basically they feel like their partner's being overly sensitive and can't receive any sort of negative feedback. And I wanted to talk to you about that because I've heard that from a lot of other people and I wanted to help our listener out. Do you have any thoughts? I mean, I obviously do, but I want to open this up um, to you as to what would you say to this listener? I have a thought is, yes. do you have a cold? I do. Can you hear it yeah. in my voice? Yeah, I'm sad for you. <clears throat> I'm on week two and I'm also, um, I'm on a prescription grade Sudafed. Apparently you can't get Sudafed in the grocery stores anymore because it's the main ingredient or an ingredient in, in the making of meth. Okay. And so I was, I was joking around with, um, my son's school teacher. I was like, if you want to come over after school, I'm, I'm like supplying meth to everyone. If you want, we can crush it up and snort it. Um, I'm just joking, but yeah, yeah, I'm on week two of a pretty serious, um, sinus infection. I've just really been trying to fight through it. So yeah. Right on. Okay. Well, yeah. now we can talk about your, your person. Um, okay. I, I, I like, I've been having this conversation a lot with people lately because I think there's a simple metaphor to me that helps reframe this, which is this. And I, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast or not, but, um, hmm. if you were giving Ryan, a, uh, no, I'm sorry. If Ryan was giving you a back rub. And you said, oh, hey, babe, could you put your um, your elbow right here below my left shoulder blade? <laughs> he would do it. He would he would say, yeah, let me do that. Um, yeah. He wouldn't say, I'm terrible at back rubs. I'm never good. I never get it right. I really just don't understand why you're never happy with my back rubs. You know, he would he would listen to his partner describe what is going to make her feel better. Mm-hmm. And he would do that thing, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think, I think it's the same with sex, right? Like faster, slower, you know, kiss me there. Don't kiss me there. I like it when you touch this part of my body. I don't like, you know, we don't, um, we don't say, mm, no, I, I understand that you like it different right now, but I'm kind of going to do my own thing. Um, it, that almost begins to become ridiculous. Right. And then you take it over into, Hey, sweetie, I love it when you, um, I like it a lot when you say thank you. Or I really dig it when you, um, when you let me know ahead of time that you've got something important on your mind, you know, or, you know, like this is, and then the husband or the wife goes, 
So you're saying I never say thank you or geez, <laughs> I, I never get it right. And no matter what I do. And I just, I, I don't understand how that, that holds up over time because you know, you need, I don't know, you need to let your lover train you how to love them. <laughs> That's, I don't know how to put it any other, any other way, really. Yeah. The, <clears throat> the thing that I get, I come back to a lot is I want to be able to give you some control. So uh, for a lot of our listeners, you are one out of, uh, out of a dyad. And so there's really only th one thing that you can do. And too often, I think we get focused on specifically with this question is, Hey, my partner's overly sensitive. I'm doing what you told me to do. I'm bringing up and addressing concerns in the relationship. So he needs to change in order for this to work. And I would push back on that and just say, that's not going to happen because he's not listening to the podcast or maybe he's not interested in change. So how can I give you the listener a skill that can help make it different in the relationship? And the one that I keep landing on is rather than complaining about what you don't want, it's talking about your positive need. It's saying, you know what I really love. You, you used examples of this. So I mean, I, we joke because I know that you have also had the same concern, which is dishes in the dishwasher, literally four <laughs> inches, four mm -hmm. inches from, <laughs> so dishes in the sink, four inches from the dishwasher. The want is that your partner puts their own dishes in the dishwasher, takes you 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. So rather than bringing up to your partner and just being like, Hey, do you think maybe you could take the extra step and just put your dishes in the dishwasher? Cause it's driving me nuts that you're not holding up your end of the bargain, whatever it might be. So complaining about what, what you don't want. I don't want the dishes to pile up. Instead, I would find times where your partner is doing something and then just praising the crap out of them and talking about what your positive need is. You know what I would really love? You know what I love that you do? I love it when you just take the extra minute after you're done having lunch and you rinse off your dish and you put in the dishwasher. It makes me feel so free to have a clean kitchen, whatever it might be. Just addressing the positive need rather than talking about what you don't want. Cause I'm not interested in knowing what you don't want. I'm interested instead in what you do want. Yeah. And I, you know, I think we've talked about this once before where, um, within the Gottman method, there's this thing called, um, soften startup. And when they yeah. model it, it's, you know, I feel about what, and I need, right. So it's often something like this. I feel, I feel really bummed and insecure when you go on the road and don't call me. And I really need you to, um, to, to, to be better, to be in touch more, you know, yeah. um, the opposite of that, or the same exact thing as that is, you know what I, you know what? I feel so connected when I get calls from you from the road and it just raises yes. my anticipation of your return. And I just want you to know, oh. I really appreciate it. Like Preach. which one's going to, who's going to call from the road? Totally. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think about it a lot in that, even in the way that we communicate with kids oftentimes is mm -hmm. that we're constantly correcting children and telling them, Hey, 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 you know, when you do that, put a napkin under it or, Oh, when you do this, like, don't do it that way, do it this way. And I almost feel like we're so on alert and programmed to talk about what we don't want. And it takes a lot of training instead to be thinking about how can I communicate this to express what I do want rather than pointing out how you're doing it wrong. I'm going to point out how it can be done correctly or how it can be done in a way that's going to make me happy. Or how, when you do do it, it makes me, it makes happy. me feel amazing. Happy, yeah. Horny, um, excited, <laughs> connected. I mean, 
that's yeah. what we're, that's, what, that's ultimately what we're aiming at. Right. Mm-hmm. Not to fix you, I, but, to, but to connect with you. Yeah. I have, um, do you ever do this? Here's another, another question that just, it made me think about this is when you ask your partner to do something many, 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 many times, and you just feel like you're a broken record. And, um, I, I use, <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't remember if I talked about this on the podcast. I know you all know, like the struggles that I have with my taxes, by the way, we're working on them, <laughs> but my husband asked me, I would say for a good four months, Hey, can you, can you take this ball and roll with it? Can you get the ball rolling on the taxes? Can you just take the first stab at it? Can you start taxes? Can you call our tax guy? I mean, he asked me so many times and I'm well-intentioned and I want to make my husband happy, but I did not do it at all. And, and there was a moment where he finally looked at me and he was like, we are having a breakdown of communication. And Um, and I'm wondering what you think about that. Like if you have a request or a desire or want, and you've asked your partner multiple times for it and it doesn't seem to be getting done, what do you do? When, when my partner's asking me to do something and it's not getting done, Mm -hmm. I give up. I mean, personally, Rebecca was like, um, do you know where the batteries are for this thing? And I was like, Nope. I had a, a spot that I kept them in. Um, and I asked everybody to keep them in. The, it's the, it's like the charger batteries for our phones. Mm-hmm. And I asked everybody to keep them there and nobody did. And then I suppose, so I just got my own battery and I keep it at my office. And <laughs> You guys are mm-hmm. on your own for the rest. And that's not best, that's not necessarily the best strategy, but I think that yeah. there's a, I think there's a point in the conversation. It's just one that I happen to have chosen and it works in my house, but I think there is a point in what you're describing to be able to say, Hey, is this something I ought to keep caring about, or is this something I need to stop caring about? Because my caring about it mm-hmm. is causing me to present you, or it's causing me to be frustrated with you. And, um, I just need you to, I need to know what I'm dealing with here. And I don't think that's an inappropriate question at all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. because it that's just, funny. you've used that with me, by the way, I have an email in my inbox that says, Hey, should I care about this anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Which basically is like, Laura, will you please just finally answer me on this? <laughs> what, what is happening? Do yeah. I need to care? Yeah. It's that sort of thing, you know, and I think, I think what you have at that point is more information. And I think the reason that people, I, I think a reason that conflict is present is because people don't have enough information. Um, and that's another way of saying they don't have enough, they don't have enough understanding. Um, yeah. so if, you know, in your case, if Ryan were to say, help me, just help me understand why you're not making this phone call. Um, yeah. and you go, cause I'm terrified. I'm terrified of the tax guy. And as much as I want to step up for you, I don't, I just don't know what to say or even where to start. Then maybe he goes, Oh, well, okay. Well then I'll call the tax guy, you know, mm-hmm. versus, Oh, cause I've been telling myself a story that you're lazy and inattentive and half listening mm-hmm. all the time, you know, like, um, so I, have to, I have to tell you the inverse actually happened okay. where rather than Ryan coming to me and saying, Hey, you know, like, give me more information. Like, why is this a struggle for you? What's going on? I mean, this is just how brilliant my husband is and why I'm so lucky to be married to him is that he said, let me just share with you a little bit about what happens because I, I ask if you can get this started and it's not because I don't want to do it. It's because I don't have the time to do it. And I wanted to let you know that I've been waking up at three o'clock in the morning. And the first thing on my mind is the stress of the taxes Mm. and my heart's racing and it's worrying me. And I feel like I don't have the capacity or the, the cognitive space to be able to handle it right now. And so I, I have asked if you can handle it to help make me feel better. And the moment he gave me that background information, mm-hmm. 
I, it clicked for me. I was like, I'm not getting tasked because my husband is lazy because he doesn't want to do it. He's tasking me because it's a need. It's like, there's a deeper need in there. And the moment he started to express his feelings as a female, I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) there's something underneath this. Like, tell me more. And it was amazing. And guess who started doing taxes? This gal. (laughs) Nice. Hey, do you think we've answered the listener question? I, yeah, I feel like the one that I really wanted to express was more of number one, um, we can't change your husband. Like there's something for him that's going on. Um, and it might be interesting to investigate. Like if he's telling a story and I feel like a lot of people actually have this feeling of, um, they feel defeated, they feel hopeless, or they feel like I can never do anything right. Damned if I do, damned if I don't. Right. They get in that space that they just can't do anything right. and that's something that he needs to work on. We can't answer that part of it. But what I can do is I can help you in the way that you address it with your partner. And it might be understanding and learning. You've talked about this, how people like to be asked to do mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, so when you were working uh, for fundraising, you ask people point blank, like, how do you like to be asked for money? And they give you the secret sauce. And so he might have a secret sauce of how he likes to be addressed or how he, and it might be, I want to hear it all in one meeting at the end of the week, or he wants to hear it, you know, sprinkled throughout, or he wants to get a foot massage while he is hearing the concerns. Um, but my main thing that I'm hoping, and I'm working on it is address your positive need rather than pointing out what you don't want. Um, instead help your part, just get straight to the point of what's, what you do want instead, what you really love and how your partner may have done it well in the past. Yeah. And I think I, to your point about um, how do they like to be asked if I'm talking specific to this leader, this reader, it's like maybe, maybe in a time of non-conflict or a time that's not tense, just ask ask him, say, Hey, if I have an issue that I want to bring up positive or negative, what's Mm -hmm. the best way for me to do that? And one thing that I found, I have an amazing number of engineers married to nurses in my practice. Um, (laughs) And so the engineer, you know, he's the problem solver. He wants to like, get straight to the point. She's got this bedside manner and she's got empathetic and she's, you know, really got this kind of patience with issues and he can't match her. He can't, he cannot do it. It's not possible for him to match her sort of relational or emotional um, pace. And so what, what, what I've often recommended and many of them have adopted is like the, they have a, they'll have a journal or like a book that they have uh, on their coffee table or something. And if either of them has an issue and it's usually her, she writes it down and she stands mm-hmm. the book up. It, mm. the book is, so when he comes home, he sees that the book is standing up. He knows there's something for him to read in there, but maybe yeah. he needs to take a shower first. Maybe he needs to grab a, a beer or, you know, get some food in his belly or whatever. And then he sits down knowing that this is the time he's going to have to kind of mm-hmm. take in this, input and he can either write it back. He can either write it or he can, you know, address it when he gets home, but they have this like code that helps them Mm -hmm. both articulate their need without either one of them getting terribly upset about it. Yeah. I have, I have clients that use, I, I think it's similar to like Marco Polo where you can record your voice or record a video of you talking and it's on your turn. Like when you're ready to when you're ready to hear what your partner has to say, you get to play it. And 
the thing I uh, the the clients like about it is that they get to share their concerns when they're in a good place. Because I think ultimately, when you address anything with your partner, you want to be in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. You want to be at your best self. And if you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, <laughs> then maybe you need to have a hamburger and then sit down and talk to your partner about it. Hey, did I tell you about the the girl I saw at the restaurant? Did I tell you this story? No. Oh, this blew my mind. Sorry. And that we can kind of end here, I think, because we're running out of time. But um, it speaks to the hungry, angry, lonely, tired piece, which is I was sitting at this restaurant. This family comes in, probably eight-year-old girl, 12-year-old girl, mom and dad. Dad sits next to the 12-year-old girl across from the eight-year-old. The eight-year-old's next to the mom, who is across from the 12-year-old. So the four of them are in this little square. The eight-year-old has turned her body entirely away from her family. And she's facing me, actually. So I can see her. She's pouting. And then she's whining and then she's crying soon. She's like, you know, just whatever. (laughs) The dad is freaking out. This is not appropriate. It's not okay. You need to get your shit together. You know, that sort of thing. Uh The mom's freaking out at the dad now because he's telling, he's like, calm down, sweetie. Like, and the 12 year old is turned into her phone. She's totally absent. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, this, this eight year old is in complete, you know, like meltdown and it's wreaking havoc on the entire family. Then the dude comes with some tater tots, put yeah. them right in front of her. She eats like three of them. And it's immediately like the most pleasant, engaging creature ever. And mm-hmm. it just, to me, was fascinating to watch the transformation simply because of blood sugar, right? Like yes. she was hungry and she needed food. And because yes. that caused her to act out, it created a relational trauma throughout the entire system. Mm. And I think like sometimes our, 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 our dis- disappointment or discontent is relational, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's bi- biological. Sometimes you just need a nap or you need, yeah. you need some tater tots or something. And well, and I think too, it's like, it's so much easier for us to assume, um, that as adults, we know how to take care of our needs and that when you show up to a conversation that you're going to be like, you know, better, right. You yeah. show up and, and you're going to be in your best self. But oftentimes, we are not. We're all just yeah. eight-year-olds well, that need that a freaking dad, granola right? bar in our that, purse. That poor dad, you know, went to rage, which I've done mm-hmm. several several times, yeah. without, without having the ability to go, about four minutes, you're going to get some tater tots, and this is all going to be over. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, <laughs> yes. And then, the, and then he and the mom aren't in a fight, and the 12-year-old is still engaged, and, um, you know, I don't know. It just, I think, I think it's, bottom line is, is there a lot going on, and we need to pay yeah. attention. So, Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think, I think we answered the question. If you have any more questions for us, send us an email info at fourbetter.us. I will be totally honest with you guys. Zach and I are both in private practice. We're both family people. So if you're sending a lengthy email, just know that we're getting lengthy emails from so many of you. We're not responding. I, I mean, just point blank. I can't respond to all of them. But wow. if you're sending it, I, I, I know I'm coming out with it because I'm, I have to set some boundaries and expectations that... Um, it's just really hard. You guys, it's hard to respond to emails and to so many of your questions. But if you want to send a brief email with a question and say, this is for the podcast, can you answer this question on the podcast? And then you give me like three lines. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) This is, this is me on Sudafed. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys next week. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Hey, just as a reminder, Zach's book is available, The Marriage Therapy Journal. You can find it on Amazon. And if you're interested in checking out the couples workshop that I have going on in March, just head on over to our website, marriagetherapyradio.com. Click on the tab that says products and you will find it there. And you'll also find a little bit of information about Zach's book as well. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.